0: said, and she said, you need to pay attention. If they make the comment, then it's worth the mention. Jamil and Shatora, you know, they got the scoop at work talking about what black people do. If you ain't real, then you probably won't feel this. It's all facts. You know, they coming with the realness or pettiness. Either way, you are getting it uncut, unfiltered and unedited. Lifting up the culture. You know how it's got to be making words work. Give it to you tongue in cheek. Forget that water cooler, we like T sweet. This is Boss Talk, reserved for the B sweet. B sweet, B sweet. Boss Talk is reserved for the B sweet. B sweet, B sweet. Cool it out, or you'll end up on that B sweet. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the B-Suite Podcast. I am one half of the podcast, Jamil, alongside my lovely, beautiful, and amazing co-host, Shatora. What's going on, Dizzle? How you doing?
1: That's three. Yeesh. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Three compliments in a row. Come I on. I gotta take a nap now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Thanks. I gotta You got to give credit where it's due. Hey, you know? I appreciate it. You had this extra shiny today.
0: Say it again? <laughs> you said my head is extra shiny? I was trying to give
1: you a compliment. You know, like, of that. You know, I finally I
0: just finally cut my hair. You know yeah. what I mean? I was looking like George Jefferson out here, so I had to, um, had, to I had to, get rid of it. Listen, yeah.
1: a bald head with a beard is a whole vibe. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just
0: got to get to the barbershop soon, though, you know, and get this taken care of, man, because... Yeah. It works for you? Yeah. You yeah, know, I'm, I'm trying to save some money, you know, doing mm-hmm. it myself. Mm-hmm. You know, so I've been doing that. I haven't been to the barbershop in about a month, which is oh, wow. really good for me because I usually go like once a week, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, but I'm trying to, you know be more economical out here. Yeah. One of the things we're gonna talk about today. Yeah, well,
1: yeah. yeah. keeping that money where it belongs. Yeah, <laughs> like
0: yeah. Yeah, right, yeah, in my pocket. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But um but yeah, so you know, and I got some some things coming up. You know, we got the walk. you know we had Kelly on the podcast last, last week. week.
1: I know. And
0: um I we got know. the walk coming up. It's we like actually leave so big deal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think I meet y'all somewhere.
0: Are you? Yeah. That's dope. More what? To come. Okay. Oh, okay. I mean, just breaking news. I'm just now finding out about it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. I mean, Kelly is one of those people where you know, like, once you once you see her, you family. Like, yeah. Oh, you absolutely. So yeah. You always got to support family. Yeah. So yeah, I think I'm gonna meet you all on the trail somewhere.
0: That's super dope. You know, and I almost uh, felt like that I wasn't gonna make it um, to the walk because just yesterday uh, mm. I was working out again. Mm-hmm. Um, per my usual, um, in 2021, <laughs> threw my back out for a second time, Yikes. um, working out and I am in excruciating pain right now. Mm. Um, I, I was doing the, um, you know, those giant, um, tires that you flip. Yeah. Yeah. I, I flipped the heaviest one. Yeah. Yeah. And the first flip you I heard it something your pop.
1: Back and not your not
0: Yeah. 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 I heard Be something like, pop. Yeah. You heard a pop? Yeah. I felt a pop too. I and mean, it, it was, it felt pretty bad, man. So I'm, I'm in pain right now, but. Um, I'll be all right, though. I'll be all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I gotta.
1: Yeah. I, I, when I sit back and think about like stuff we do at the gym. I'm like, for what?
0: Doing like, the most, man.
1: Like, for what? Yeah. I'm
0: for trying what? to like, trying to, trying to have a hot boy summer out here. Yeah, you know yeah, what but, I'm saying?
1: But, but really not, though. <laughs>
0: right. Right. Not for real, for real. <laughs> not for real. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm, in, I'm just saying, uh, I gotta, it seems as if like ever since, and I, and I mentioned this before. I mentioned this uh, several times, um, both on this podcast and privately to people and publicly to people as well. <laughs> uh, it seemed like ever since I turned 40, it's just like, it's just, I haven't had a consistent week of just not being in pain. Oh no. Yeah. Oh my God.
1: Yeah. That's so adorable.
0: it is, it is pretty bad. But like as, as our guest, uh, who we're going to introduce in a second, uh, as he said earlier today, he's like, uh, um, before the podcast, it's all in the head. It's all, it's, 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 a, it's a mental thing, yeah. you know? So yeah. maybe I'm just psyching myself right now to think that I'm just getting old and maybe. washed up. But, you, but <laughs> yeah. also
1: like the approach has to change, right. right? So like stuff I used to do, I don't even, mm-mm. no, I don't need to be doing all them jumps and yeah. I'm low impact. Yeah, I, I got
0: so, goals though, man, you I know, and I'm trying to get to the, and man. I'm, listen, I, and you know what? I should take your advice because <laughs> I'm seeing you out here, Shatora, you slim thugging out here for like, for real, for real, you know?
1: Listen, it's just all about the approach. <laughs> it's And it's, it's, my brother said, stop chasing a result and just start appreciating the journey. Yeah. You know? And when you do that, you ain't got nothing to prove you know? So. Right.
0: So I got, I, I got to get there. I got to get to that point. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause I'm, I'm, you know, I still I'm uh, I got these goals. You know, exactly. I'm trying to I'm trying to get a couple of a couple of abs. I because that's the thing when I was in college when I was coming up, man. I you know I was always been in like a kind you of a small slim. frame guy, but I was I was fit though. You know, because I was an athlete. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So um so I had abs. You know, and I used to dance. I used to I was on a step team. You know what I'm saying? Like less
1: is more.
0: Yeah, yeah. Less
1: is more. Yeah.
0: The back is like
1: <laughs> out or whatever okay i have a question for you so that's the it. Oscars, they were last night do you care about the oscars
0: mm, i need that sound effect it's like nah that's a no for me dog. Yeah. <laughs> that's what i need no yeah. i i really don't care i, I didn't watch it i didn't, i didn't i don't particularly care for mm-hmm. um those type of award shows and let me say this too i love award shows mm-hmm. i just don't particularly care for ones that you know that don't cater to
1: us no and i i don't The only thing that I really pay attention to the Oscars for is to know, like, what movies I should be watching. Right. Um, Because I'm not... I don't really keep up otherwise, and I like, you know, artsy types of emo films. And
0: and these be movies that we've never heard of before. (laughs) That's why.
1: That's the only thing. But um, I think it was uh, Tyler Perry who said, like, while y'all trying to sit over there at their table... And I think this was in response was this was in response to like hashtag Oscar so white. Mm -hmm. He was like, when you while y'all over there trying to build your own table, I'll be over here building my own.
0: Absolutely. You know, and
1: for all the critiques that one could have of Tyler Perry, especially as a black person and his art, right. Whatever your critiques might be. This dude made a billion (sighs) dollars plus Mm -hmm. and his prime audience is just black people. Yes. Right? Yes. That's crazy. So anyways, like, nah, I really, I honestly don't really care about the Oscars so much because it um, perpetuates the, you know, over-importance of whiteness. And, yeah. You know, there's so many issues in Hollywood, period. But um, but congratulations to Daniel Kulia. Yeah. Well That's For, all we, I got to say. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And, and you know what? To that point, too... Uh, You know, we have to get to, you know, you've talked about this on the podcast before where, you know, oftentimes, you know, people feel like their white ice is colder, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, they need that validation you know, from these predominantly white institutions, mm-hmm. you know, in order for us to feel like we accomplished something. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's not the case. I mean, there's mm-hmm. plenty of award shows. Like, I love, like, I, they just had the NAACP Image Awards that was, what, like, last week or two weeks ago. And that's an amazing, amazing production, mm-hmm. you know? But it doesn't get that same, yeah. it doesn't get the same, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. the that these other ones get, right. you know? I mean, so we if we stop criticizing the ones that, you know, with us, like Mm -hmm. the BET Awards and Mm -hmm. the NAACP Image Awards. Mm -hmm. Let's stop criticizing those so much and really throw... Elevate them. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think we can get to that level of an Oscar, and we won't even feel like that we need those for any type of
1: validation. And create our own platform, production, like like Tyler Perry did, like Oprah did, you know? I mean... Have a billionaire mindset,
0: I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but shout out to, you know, everybody who's in that space, in that creative space. And, you know, um, you know, I'm a I'm a artsy guy myself and I, and I love to see it. You know, um, you know, shout out to what was it, Judas and the Black Messiah. Yoof. That was Yoof. such an amazing film such such an amazing film and but again I don't feel like that it need it necessarily needs that validation from those white institutions well, I mean, you know what I mean I think
1: we validated
0: yeah right absolutely
1: yeah. right but i mean this all kind of dovetails into what we want to talk about today which is the elevation of the black economy mm. and so we've got a, a very special guest so so this man he he wears many hats but to sum it all up in in One very concise way. He texted me last night and he said, do you want Carpenter Jomo or Ross Jomo? (laughs) And I said, I want Ross Jomo. (laughs) I want Ross Jomo. So we've got, the esteemed Jomo Okono with us. It's like a Ooh, Buffalo
0: legend, man. Like
1: a Buffalo legend for sure. Mm-hmm. So, the, <laughs> so very happy that he could join us today. And in addition to being a master carpenter and the head of the Carpenters Union for like half of New York State, basically, I know he'll be more specific, but, you know, he really talks about ways – that people can utilize things that are already in place to, you know, advance their life, like the building trades, um, which is really important. But also, um, he's just like one of the blackest people I know. <laughs> <laughs> so head of the Juneteenth Committee, um, Raj Jomo, has uh, his own platform on um, on a local radio station. Uh, and just, he, he does a ton for, you know, not just Juneteenth, but also for Kwanzaa and and really helping elevate the profile of, like, the future of black people Mm -hmm. all over the world. So thank you, Rosh Jomo, for being here with us today.
0: Thank
2: you. You got me feeling like an inner-city folk hero. (laughs) (laughs) You kind of are.
1: You kind of look like one, too, actually. (laughs) You got the look for sure.
2: Well, I save money too. I haven't had a haircut. And how many did you say? You said <laughs> I said a month. About a month. I haven't had it in about a couple of decades. So
1: Deesh.
2: <laughs> give me a couple of extra coins to put somewhere else. Yeah, and, uh, reinvest our 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 uh, our balance sheets, our our monies, our spending power.
0: You know? That's because that's we don't that's really
2: it. make money. We just kind of cycle it. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. recycle it, or mm-hmm. be in the flow, or be away from the flow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think um, you know just sometimes even approaching things from a, you know, a different perspective than how the narrative has been given to us. So mm-hmm. talk, that's where I am right now. Talk about the narrative.
1: that. Talk about that really like that, that flow of money. Cause like I really was not taught about money at all. And
0: I think a lot of black people taught about money.
1: It was like, you got to look good. You got to drive a nice car. Yeah. I've, by family members, gotten made fun of for, like, not having a nice car mm-hmm. after law school and stuff like that. And so, like, talk about that cycle of money. Well, that, that,
2: <laughs> you know, I was listening to another show, another national show, and they're actually talking about money and investment and, p- and planning generational wealth as I was coming here. Mm-hmm. And realistically, our approach to money and resources, it really depends upon the social conscious uh, constraints that you find yourself in or what you accept. Um, When you don't have or don't think that you have a lot of resources, you're concerned about immediate needs and the sustenance of those things. If your immediate needs are controlled by outside factors, sometimes you accept that and you need other things to make you feel good. So if you get resources I got the little basic things. I just need a little something to make me feel good. I'm going to buy myself a ring. Mm. I need some shoes. It, it, you know, the, the holistic aspect of, of balancing self, not just on a health, physical body, but sometimes our emotions um, need to be balance sheeted based upon the trauma and based upon the, the real experience that we as a people live in. And different phases um, are, are all going on at the same time. Different phases of of economics, different phases of education, uh, different phases of priorities. So how you utilize money or that resource depends upon the priority level and the necessity level that, that, you know, crosses your intersection at that time. Mm
0: -hmm. What do you think that comes from? You know, that that need for us to have those those outside those those outside validations in order for us just to feel good you know and at the, and sometimes at the expense of you know proper being properly educated when it comes to economics and things like that and having those and having those disposable resources
2: i think that it it depends upon the outcome the outlook and the real reality of the person a person who has a very bad stomach ache you might be on your way to new york city if the person has a stomach ache they need to stop right now and get something for their stomach the mission is to get to New York, but right now I'm feeling this. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you have to realize, you know, for those who are listening in America, we've been here approximately 400, one and a half years mm. under enemy occupation mm-hmm. as people who can be nothing compared to except what you might consider the children of Israel in a so-called Egypt. Mm-hmm. We've been in the house of bondage where everything that we hold as a standard has been dictated by others. Everything we have as a resource has been dictated by others everything we consider family has been dictated by others everything that we consider as being property even ourselves has been dictated by others mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean you know it took a person like the honorable elijah muhammad just because they were in control don't mean that their standards were right or righteous and now as we're becoming more educated more uh, introspective on self we're beginning even to be educated by their standards we're questioning their standards. Mm-hmm. We're psychoanalyzing them. That's what Dr. Florence Cress Welsing was doing. We're looking at law and we're saying that this system mm. is a criminal system. Mm. The <laughs> establishment of the whole thing is wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've and but because we have been under that jurisdiction, we've been trying um, to not be completely run over by it.
1: Well we're so, conditioned. To we're it.
2: conditioned. Mm. So so sometimes you have to also do things. To condition yourself to keep going. When you don't wanna go to the gym that day, but you do have a long term, there's something inside you that's burning. I gotta get up and do it. Mm. And sometimes you don't wanna even live. There are many people who are this far away from just laying down and telling someone to cover them in dirt. And it doesn't have anything to do with money because many rich people are trying to find exit strategies out of this life. Oh
1: yeah. Based
2: mm. upon the things that that are prioritized in their existence. So you can have all the money, and without the happiness, the joy, the peace of self, you still can be looking for something. Bob Marley has a song, you know, you're running and you're running and you're running away. You're running and you're running, but you can't run away from yourself. Now, how do we mm-hmm. define self, and mm-hmm. who defines it for us? Mm-hmm. Whose narrative are we trying to to live up to? And that that that's going to tie into the money, too. Are but, y'all
1: following this, right? Because, yeah. okay.
2: Because you asked about we, economics, no, but this, and is, important. What I'm and this th- is important. This is
1: important. Knowing yourself. And that's not something that we're really given the space nor the opportunity to do.
2: Not even in our spiritual homes.
1: Not, oh, especially. Not even in well, our churches will, and our
2: religious centers.
1: Well, I will. Historically. I'll, I'll qualify that mm-hmm. and say it's not even in our religious homes. I don't. That's exactly I what
2: I mean. I was I, just being nice. Yeah. Well, yeah, like because if it's truly a
1: spiritual home, then you are given that space and that opportunity because you're operating from a space not of control and mandate, but of falling into the spirit and understanding what that means. But that's a whole different podcast but
2: it's a part of it's a part of understanding how we approach life and 100%. what we determine as successful and happiness and how do people get a sense of being or what do they need to to immediately um, uh, you know, put away the pressures that they're under. So that's what Marcus Garvey was communicating about when he said that if God created all things, then God, in some sense, must be black. One of our biggest problems is that we don't see ourselves in the image of our Creator. So therefore, we approaching even the limitation of life from a not having enough standard because we're not, we're not, we're not ready in the sight of God. We we say it, but we we're still missing. The qualifying self-effort. We're we still trying to fit or or arrange ourselves into a pattern without just being and accepting a journey. Mm-hmm. The, the The end goal is even more important than where we are and what we have been created um, to be. So, so we're, we're still operating under someone else's uh,
1: narrative. So let me ask you a question. Okay, so I practiced immigration law for several years, and I witnessed refugees i witnessed people coming from other countries with nothing with less than nothing not even the ability to lawfully work in the country and over the years i saw them rise out of economic hardship um and then historically if you look at other ethnic groups if you look at italians or irish or or the Jews, you can you can see how those ethnic groups, and I believe that being black is an ethnicity, but that's a different conversation for a different day, um, were able to create an economy within within their own group. So now and I think this ties back to the sense of self, but how why why is it different for black people?
2: Because all those people you talked about um, are willful persons who came here um, on their own desire, even with the challenging circumstances, and they did not have to lose or distinguish uh, losing their humanity in order to be here. Every ethnic group that you talked about um, had a position, and most of all of those persons are trying to make sure that they're not reduced to black American status. So they have not been oppressed here for 400 years, not the Irish, not the Italians, not the so-called, you know, Jewish. None of those entities have been enslaved and have been overrun for 401 years. So so their sense of self is a part of them, whether they have money or not. If they came mm-hmm. over here with no clothes, just a loincloth, their sense of self mm-hmm. has not been under attack by the system. So when we're talking about... I use the word white fragility because I can't frame my mouth because I have a, a different definition of words yeah. to say white supremacy. Yeah, when you're you supreme, you don't that. have to, you don't have to, you don't have to prove it to other people. You are mm-hmm. when you're fragile. You have to always fight for your position. You Oppress always have to others. try to make other people say, Hey, I'm here. And, and I'm, and I'm in control when you are in control. You, that's not necessary. Mm-hmm. Right? So right. A out of control ego usually means you don't have your other affairs in order. So so, we're, so 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 other people have not been up under the systematic the word that we're using a lot racism that has been established from the foundation of the, the a set of immigrants taking over this land and then trying to control other immigrants
1: so those generational traumas, right how like at what point will we get beyond, Those traumas with all of the rights and privileges that we have as citizens of this country and, you know, the the work of our ancestors and the civil rights that we've gained over the years. At what point do we do we stop? Dwelling on the generational traumas. When
2: a trauma stops, you're talking about civil rights. Aren't they? Aren't they trying to pass a civil rights bill in the United States government right now? Mm -hmm. After they already passed one with Martin Luther King. After Mm -hmm. we already talking about the Emancipation Proclamation. How many times you gotta? How many times you gotta keep making a But will it
1: over be? Will will it ever be done? Like this. This system in and of itself was built to perpetuate the status quo, and the status quo. Is what was codified in the United States Constitution, which was not a person of African descent. A person of African descent was chattel three-fifths of a human. Mm -hmm. So we will never in the system as it is set up today be like the, the trauma will never stop. Right, and it's and always it's in it's ingrained in the system. So it's like so
0: deeply embedded into yeah, like the fabric,
1: and the DNA. So, so
2: here's yeah, that's right. So so all of those things you just answered your own question, and that's great because now here 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 comes the solution that I think yeah that's what is I want. Here 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 here's here's some of the solutions, and the solution is happening while the problems are still existing. So you're seeing people who are getting visions. Of, of, of poof, this is what freedom looks like poof, mm-hmm. this is what it's going to look like when we're total this is going to look like when we are repaired so after the reparations and those things in all forms because it's, it's a lot of forms of reparations of repairing mm-hmm. um, the most important thing that has to initiate this transformation is our definition of self and our desire to be the fittest of the fittest so that summer body is not happening now because we are still in spring mm. but that summer body has already been encapsulated in your mind as a man, woman, thinking so was he or she, Mm -hmm. right? So now this whole idea about re-envisioning ourselves, reshaping the narrative of self, and at the same time it's happening on every level of existence because economics is also tied to agriculture, Mm -hmm. which is tied to education, which Mm -hmm. is tied to needs, which is Mm -hmm. tied to, you you know what I mean, housing and security. So all these things are not individual no and that and that's that's where that's where we get um I think sometimes you know just running back and forth like a schizophrenic like type thing um because we're looking at things piecemeal. so we dress up and we look good for church especially on Easter and then the rest of the year is is it's hella pay but you did look good for Easter and it did, you know, you do remember your Easter dress. And I, and I'm saying that now that we're getting a little bit more holistic in thought, we, we want to, we want to feel good for Easter. We want to have a resurrected mindset even outside the so-called season, you know, the phrase, Jesus is a reason for the mm-hmm. season. And then right after Christmas, you start cussing people out <laughs> and, and you, you know, you, 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 you before nightfall and the family didn't have the argument before they could even finish saying the prayer, everybody going separate ways. And Jesus is a reason for the season. So we're saying things, but have we culturally right. accepted? So this is right. where I think we, we begin to operate on some higher levels as our culture Begins to change because religion, they got something you could change. You could change different versions of Christianity every day of the year you know, and they you still do. wouldn't finish it. it. Yeah. So we need a culture. We need to go a little bit past religion and we need to have a culture John that's, holistically, John that's holistically. John,
1: John, that's a lot.
2: No, no, we're doing it anyway. We're, we're involved in a culture now that's not ours. We we religiously we religiously the, believe that we should get in the back of the bus. We religiously believe that inferior schools is okay. We religiously believe that yes sir, but that, no sir. But that's that a, that became a culture that was. But that. that's a
1: culture of complacency. So now we're You're talking about a culture of, of resurrection of consciousness. Of course. Here okay, it goes. So how do you? But have you ever woken somebody up who wasn't ready? We're
2: all waking up. We're all awake. We're being transformed. Are we though? Of, kind of, of we course we're. We are. What are you talking about now? This is what we're talking you, about. You're not spending your whole time talking about the awards and all those things. You're going to a whole nother level of transforming your people. I know that we're waking up because in the same place where I used to fall asleep, we used to do lectures here about African consciousness. He's talking before, about the physical be, location, yeah, physically where we're location. Okay, so. As we're talking, the word, power, and the sound, it is transforming us. It's transforming space. And the generations coming with us as a culture are now creating new battlefields and new battlefronts to take us higher. So we're evolving even in the midst of some challenges. And the challenges remain because we must not go back to sleep. So so we're transforming as we're Wait, speaking. Wait, no, Tyler Perry no didn't don't just- say
1: that and just gloss over it. Okay. Stop there. <laughs> okay. The challenges remain of course so be, so we do not go back oh, to yeah. sleep. Oh yeah. And that's it. Oh yeah. Because because what happens is we get a victory and then we're like, oh we won. Let's all go back to the status quo.
0: And, and get complacent again. And get yeah. complacent again. Mm-hmm.
1: We can't allow our listen, not even our voting. ancestors not, voting,
0: not registering,
2: not thinking about the saving money on profit. property.
1: Our ancestors did not everything. go yeah. through what they went through, they did not sacrifice their lives in the way that they did for us to get piecemeal win after piecemeal win in between regression after regression.
0: I think a perfect example of that, what we're seeing right now, um, is in the case of the Derek Chauvin, right, um, where, you know, obviously this man, rightfully so, was uh, was convicted, sentenced. Well, hopefully um, he'll be sentenced soon, Um but yet, you know, a lot of people get kind of get complacent and stuck in that, in that one little victory, and right?
2: what type of sentencing, as we watch this now and in the future, let us remember what type of sentencing, mm-hmm. because there's a report going on right now that says that some majority of certain mind people um, believe that... the. That the that the verdict was influenced out of fear and yeah. not out of
0: not out of just
2: righteous looking.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I saw an interview so I so saw an interview to today. Who's well,
2: controlling the narrative again? Yeah. Well,
1: I believe that. <laughs> I believe that the sentencing was done out of fear. I believe that. I say this is my public talking point. It was that the thing that makes the Derek Chauvin verdict historic is not that he was found guilty. Because we all know he's guilty. They
0: just didn't want it, this damn country well, to burn down. That's not why. <laughs>
1: it, what makes it historic is all the effort it took to get there. It was every single protest in every single city, every meeting, every every conversation that had to happen on a micro level internationally that makes this historic. And so we wouldn't have gotten here without all of that. And maybe what I'm hoping is that that helps to reinforce in people's mind that what you do does matter, that your participation is necessary. Don't go
2: back to sleep.
1: Don't Mm -hmm. go back to sleep. But we all know, I mean, in my opinion, and I say this as well, like justice isn't that Derek Chauvin was found guilty. Justice is that George Floyd never died. You Absolutely. Know, and everybody yeah. else, the shootings keep happening
2: more, more, more shootings. It seems as though since that took place. Retribution so retribution. as we're progressing, the challenges still remain. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many things have taken place in the last four days about black people being shot, killed, murdered by the police all during the same time. So now this, this whole idea, after all is said and done, what are we going to do? because we are the subject matter. And we also still are the power holders as long as we don't relinquish our power to define. That's a good point. We relinquish our powers, whether by force, whether by influence or whether by ignorance. So, and and, and we have to also realize as a people, we do have individual applause and accolades but we were created as a social unit. We're a social thinking. We're a social aggregate growing. We're a social heart. We're a social movement, you know, even beyond the dance and the movement. Mm -hmm. But that is symbolic of how we're wired spiritually. And if we deviate from that, then, then we're, we're off. It's kind of like the Christ thing, you know, we got to, you know, want for our brother and, and be our brother and sisters, keep it. I mean you have to be at one with them.
1: So how do we understanding, right, that this is all an interconnected mm-hmm. system and and we have attained a lot of um the education yeah. and access to things over the last two to three generations, we're getting to the point now where, you know, for me, I was first generation college student and now that's less and less normal. But how do we now? But nevertheless, it must be
2: applauded because look at how far we've come in two or three generations from sharecropping. Yeah. You have to also remove ourselves from it and say, wow, even in the midst of this, look at how fast and powerful we are, how terrible and dreadful and fearful that must be when you don't really see anything good coming from these people and look mm-hmm. at what is happening. Look at what happens uh, when the divine nine is celebrating that one of their own will be vice president in the mm-hmm. morning. Mm-hmm. These people were not even supposed to be reading. Mm-hmm. They were not even supposed to be able to look us in the eye.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, oh, my God, look at the top four or five cities in America. They're all run by, oh, my God, black women. hmm and the other ones are running by. Oh my, how did we let this happen?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, how do we leverage our economic power?
2: We have to prioritize our priorities.
1: Who determines what our priorities are?
0: Usually, we do. We do.
1: Are we?
2: Consciously or subconsciously, or if we're tricked or misguided, we still make the ultimate choice. Mm. And we have to be re-empowered to control the narrative. Listen, money is not black people problem. I don't care what city or country you're living in. Money is not black people problem. And here's one way you can prove me wrong. If all of the foreign people who own businesses within a three-mile radius of your town, if they're not giving away food, they're there because you're investing in their children. No one on any of these stores is giving away food. They're not giving their products. They're not giving their services. Mm-hmm. I don't care how much hair you buy. I don't care how many fingernails you get done. I don't care how many sneakers you buy. I don't care how many uh, 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 you know wraps, black and mild. I don't care how many things you, you need. You're not getting those things for free. You're giving them your money.
0: I think that goes back to the narrative of us you know, not keeping our, our money and our resources in our community. You know, know, because, you know, certain communities, their dollar circulates several times over before it actually leaves. What ours is almost like immediate. People are putting their their
2: grandchildren on crates to collect your money. And they're teaching them before they're even in high school that they must remain in place to collect the money of those who don't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. Money is not our problem. It's our collective use of it. The people who you said, I, I know what you meant when you said nothing. You mean they didn't really have the physical wares. They might not have had monetary value, but they had in their heart, and their mind, their idea and their identity of self. Self, whether their hands and feet were dirty, whether their shoes were worn yeah, out. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, absolutely. So, so, so they, they had a clear had definition. Had they had a clear definition of self right. and potential.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was um, having a conversation earlier today uh, with a partner of mine um, about this whole, this media stuff that, that we're doing. Right. And, you know, one of the things that I was telling him was along the lines of what you just said, you know, we, and our community on, uh, unfortunately, we often work in these silos. Right. And if we were to, you know, kind of strip out egos um, from away from, from situations, And really start working more collaboratively with one another, you know, because like if I saw um, Butch Graves, um, Butch Graves Jr. is the um, CEO, um, editor in chief now of Black Enterprise. His dad, um, Butch Graves Sr. was the one who actually founded the magazine. And I saw a talk that he did recently. And he was just saying how if other people other these big conglomerates like you couldn't have like a delta and an american airlines and if they can you know com, combine their their talents and their resources together to go after you know larger pieces of the pie why can't we because like it, it seems like that we're just often fighting for for the crumbs out here right mm. and we're not doing enough to we we That's build greater l- capacity
1: level by, of conditioning yeah Go
0: ahead. No,
2: no, but you're you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. And looking at things as an individual, Mm -hmm. which I'm just going to use this word, and it it must be used um, after December 26th and January 1st, outside that limit. But we really have to think about quantifying our lives. I'm not talking about whether you... Completely light the candle and all of the ceremonial things. But the aspect of Kwanzaa doing things together, that has to be repracticed again. That's Ujima, collective work and responsibility. Mm-hmm. Ujima is the sharing and the cooperative use of our resources. Mm-hmm. All of those things also have to take place because you got to have faith in each other. Mm-hmm. You still got to have your own self determination. But we have to repractice, like coming together as a body for the sake of the body and all of our individual members functioning properly, prosperously, and being encouraged to be our best selves. Nothing that I'm talking about is going to work if you're not your best self. Amen. Mm-hmm.
1: And mm-hmm.
2: So so we have to, we have to recognize that need outside of trauma. Mm. When we feel the trauma, we come together.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, that so can't yeah. be the only way, the that we only way we mm-hmm. come together. Right. So we, we
0: just solve it just by people hearing it, whoever heard it, mm-hmm.
1: they're
2: now
0: accountable. <laughs> To go back to what you just you just um, said something where you said that money, the economics is not an issue. Right. And I truly believe that as well, because when you look at our community um, and the spending power that we have um, in our community, it's certainly not, you know, uh, it's certainly not you know, access to capital and things like that. that that's the issue. I think the issue as,
2: often a, as a, as a, as a collective, there are, as a there collective. are, uh, there are extreme impediments and imbalances. Oh, absolutely. We know absolutely. But I'm saying that there is this, I'm, I'm speaking from a solution minded, just like you're saying, I just want to right. clarify for the audience. Right. We do have, problems with how we're utilizing the economics but we're talking solution minded and this is where right i just want to make sure that we're not trying to say oh they they, they must be rich no i'm not no no that. no by, I'm by saying, no stretch I'm, I'm saying that this is how we're going to fix it yeah so,
0: but it, but you're right it has to you know that collective that collective mindset is, what is is going to take in my opinion in order for us to really start to see that that systematic change you know in order for us to c- combat all of these ills that we feel this against us right now the like the ills of racism and you know I don't really feel like that um that those are our biggest problems like racism is our biggest problems you know the uh the, the digital divide the political divide or whatever those are our biggest problems I think our biggest problems are you know it's, it's, it's the access, not the access to wealth, but this this wealth conversation. We're you know we need to have more. First of all, more of these conversations about wealth, how to attain wealth, how to be properly financially educated, you know, and then using collectively using those resources to, together, you know, in order to to really uplift ourselves and pull ourselves out of these situations.
1: And 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 to. <laughs> to
0: Joe's
1: <laughs> point, you know, I think it's it, the 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 real issue is understanding like our motivations. Mm-hmm. I, I think that all of like there's all these other things that we can label, like you know, like you said, like racism or even the the digital di- divide and the disproportionate impact of you know healthcare and and mm. and all of that like there are all of those are and those are real issues. issues those, those are, are, are issues. those are real issues right but but what are we still the reason why i don't like the labeling so much and there's a there's a utility for the labeling especially when you're trying when when you're appealing to outside audiences but inside inside the community i don't like the labeling because it gives our control away and i i believe that we have Mm -hmm. so much more control than we give ourselves credit for um and i just don't think that there's like i'm i and i'm speaking for myself am not waiting for anybody else to come rescue me
0: that's it that's it, tutorial. So, right, we have to start looking <laughs> uh-huh. more inward, yeah. for us to figure out how we can fix our own problems yeah. and stop looking for other people to fix our problems for us.
1: Right, Jomo.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like to say that that is exactly what begins to take place once our consciousness can analyze where we are, and the great victory that is going to take place next is that as an individual. We don't have to know how to solve every one of those labels, but we must realize that somebody in our body can solve it. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, all we have to do is function as family, as loving people. I don't know everything about the technical media part, but there's someone I do know. I got a whole lot of things I want to try. Some might be illegal, but I do have an attorney (laughs) who I can talk and consult with. I will tell you, don't do that. Don't do that, bro. Don't do that. that. All right, so here's another thing. Just an example. Um, You talked about something. You talked about something that's a part of my life as well. There are many first-gen college graduates, okay? There are many um, people who... um, have uh, uh you know you in high school uh, there's a lot of people who are still struggling with different levels of you know education things of that nature but here's something that i want to just everyone can do this if you have a family reunion your next party your next funeral you know the major things that black people do their weddings funerals and family unions major things that we do as mm-hmm. a group i would like for you to sit down in a, in, a, in a in a corner before you get you know too far gone. And I would like you to take out a piece of paper or use your, your, your device. And I would like for you to add up in your generation. Say you have a couple of sisters and brothers. Mm -hmm. I would like for you just to, in a loose manner, add up how much money each of you might make, you know, your government money, what you claim in your taxes. It could just be the gross. Right. And then I would like for you, if you can, if you have parents and a generation above you, that's alive, I would like for you to add up how much money um, are they making per year? Whether they're on retirement, social services, doesn't make a difference. Anything that's legal. Then I would like for you to look at the generation below you, if you are old enough, mm-hmm. and just take a look at how much money they're making. Even mm-hmm. if it's just a you know a little small thing, paper route, washing cars. Okay. Then I would like for you to collectively add up that money. Mm. Another thing I would like for you to do is I would like for you to look at your grandparents' children and see if you can do, or if they would do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So now I'm not talking about any other neighborhood, I'm not talking about any other ethnic group, I'm talking about people within your grandparents' reach and below, and I think that maybe we should add up about how much money we're getting, uh, you know, just your tax money, I ain't even asking for your under table money, your hustle <laughs> money, I ain't, I ain't even talking <laughs> about that. Everybody. All right. But, everybody but, but what I'm good. saying though now is, even as a family unit, with whatever number you come up with, how can housing be a problem? Mm-hmm. How can land be a Gentlemen, problem? I'm about to
1: go off. You know why I'm about to go off? Because <laughs> like you said, it's really about the mindset. And if I, I've seen wealthy people, I went to law school with a lot of wealthy people, and I saw how their their families brought them up. Right. And how everything, especially when you talk about multimillionaires, everything they do, every decision they make is a family decision, who they marry, where they go to school, what they choose to study, what they do after school, the land they purchase. Everything is a family decision that's decided based on and weighed against like the benefits to the family overall and nobody is left out to dry you know people are held accountable though and it's not like well, you go over there you have your job you do your thing whatever it's like no this is a business and we treat the family like a business and i, I mean it it blew my mind
2: so therefore under normal circumstances Out of reality, we created our own businesses, our own hotels, our own horseshoe manufacturing, our own farms, our own trading mills, our own businesses. And we have to realize in history that when we did those things, other entities made sure that they destroyed those things. Mm. So we can't be ignorant about the struggles. And we also must not completely beat up on ourselves, but we do have to be accountable now for remembering as things are changing. It's up to us not to forget the struggle because the examples of black people doing business was going on before we were even brought here. Mm -hmm. We were not slaves. We were enslaved. There's a system legally, lawyers, (laughs) legally put in place that was reinforced by the state you created and you had police who replaced the people who were catching those oh, enslaved ones who ran. Stuff. So now we're talking wow. about systems yeah. that feed economies mm-hmm. that's based upon keeping people in a position. And the longer and the stronger other people are controlling the narrative, the more this system will plan things for their family. So just for example. Example. Uh, The existence of the, the, the laws against cannabis and marijuana, it has nothing to do with people being vile creatures, getting drunk, kicking their dogs and cat and running over everything that's not on the road. That's not how people are using cannabis. But the criminalization of it aided the criminalization of a race. This criminalization of a race allowed more people to go to jail. More people go to jail creates more free business for people who don't want to pay living wages. And those prison industrial complex systems also create an economy for other people who might not have graduated from school, but they are in power to be
1: correction and parole officers. There were corporations that benefited off of this. The plantation was a corporation.
2: So, all of these things are corporations. These are business interests, ma'am. This is what I'm trying to explain. They're business interests that are reinforced by systems and laws, and black people must not forget that. So, everything that we do from now on has to be a struggle to maintain, not to gain three yards and then lose five. And our own ignorance can be the greatest penalty mm. to, to retard our development. But now we know because we're having this reasoning. So when a person like Crystal People Stokes out of New York State, they lead the charge mm-hmm. to uh, uh, legalize cannabis and they, they, they lead a charge to expunge records, do you know economically what that's gonna do to a system who is not counting on us uh, to be our best selves? It's not just about legalizing the cannabis, it's about giving people a chance to be free Proud, productive, legal and wage owners keeping a family together. Mm-hmm. How the hell are you gonna have is it can I say hell? Yeah. yeah absolutely. How the hell are you gonna have a family discussion and half of your family is criminalized, the other ones are incarcerated, and the other you ones can't. because of stress. So can't. how are you gonna sit and talk about who you're gonna marry, who you're gonna have you children can't. with, you don't have a family structure? Mm-hmm. These are all these are all casualties of our war here, our and four hundred and one and a half year war here. So don't forget that.
0: Mm-hmm. So we pretty much just have to deconstruct the entire system.
2: Right, I think that you're you're on to something. <laughs> yeah. Because if, how do we if pr- your mind if your mind just said that that's what needs to be done, then that's how free and in control we are right now. Yeah. and that's where this generation is. How do we that's protect ourselves
0: is. though? You know, because one of the things that you mentioned was you know as we. You know, we, we have a history of all of these, these, these incredible things, right? But there, there was always something in place, a system or something in place that tried to prevent us from, from really excelling. So how do we protect ourselves from repeating the histories from, from the past?
2: Well, the first thing we should do is probably learn the histories. And now is one of the greatest times I have this reasoning right now. Everyone right now seems to be watching A Night in Miami. Everyone is watching the double murder, I think it is, of Sam Cooke. Everyone is, um, has looked at the autobiography or watched Malcolm X. Everyone also has learned about Muhammad Ali. Everyone knows a little bit about Jim Brown. Now people are starting to find out about what happened to Nina Simone. Mm. Now we're also looking at things like um, the state or whatever, the uh, uh, verses. Um,
0: uh, um, not Ella, um... Billy Holiday, Billy Holiday, yeah, okay. great movie.
2: Um, and we're also yeah. looking at the same time of, at Judas and, and the Black, Black Messiah. Messiah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're looking at all of these systems by the government by law. I'm not. I'm not mad at you. I'm just. I'm just expressing <laughs> by law that were set in place. The FBI, the CIA, the medical systems, and as you watch all of these stories collectively, I hope everybody watch it before we have the next podcast. You can see the connecting underlying hand at dividing the um, uh, you have to also watch if you have not um, a king in the wilderness or a king in the wilderness, the last year of Martin Luther Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. So when you look at how much money, how much investment has been spent in dividing black people, Damn it, they could have just gave us the reparations and let us go, right. and they would have got no. off a lot easier. No. You know, how much, how, many, how much money they pay informants to do all of this stuff? Yeah. Just in, in one or two movies you're looking at, you're adding up how many people are watching uh, uh, Nina Simone, how many people watching Billie Holiday, how many agents do they got against Malcolm X, mm. how many agents do they have following Martin Luther King, how many agents do they got planning information on... And you think about it, it's like, how much time and money are they spending to prevent these black messiahs from rising. And the other question is, hell, how many black messiahs are existing in America at one time?
0: Mm -hmm. It goes back to your point about white fragility though. You know, them trying to protect. Yeah. So if
2: we know our history, that now becomes another important aspect as we collectively look at all of these issues. And we also operate in our calling for the sake of the collective. You as an attorney, I don't think you have to learn about the drum class and you ain't got to learn about carpentry because somebody around (laughs) you probably knows those things. You don't have to know everything about media. Mm -hmm. Somebody around you knows those things, especially as you lend to the collective. Mm -hmm. So because of this black love that must be made, make Mm -hmm. love happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have to make love happen amongst us. And when that exists, there are no limitations of what we can do. So whatever we sit and think about in our minds, it's it's almost saying amen and it's going to be done because we have a love and a commitment for each other.
0: Mm.
2: So that is how I think we solve our economic problem. <laughs> we build the love amongst ourselves so therefore no one is lacking.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's I, I've been I've been reading about um <laughs> feeding yourselves. And it's about, it's, it's really about like how to heal yourself with food and part of this book, you know, the whole basis is like feeding the mitochondria. So what's fascinating is that a person can be full and completely undernourished. You're full with stuff, but your body is starving. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's kind of, how Where we've come, like we're full with stuff and we're distracted with so many things, but we're not nourishing our souls with love to heal the trauma, to get to the point where we we can operate optimally within that system, within that collective. And, and so, yeah, that, that's where we need to get to.
2: So if you knew all that, why you invite me?
1: Because they needed to hear from you.
2: They need to hear it from you. Yeah, and I think that that is what's taking place now. That we all have more time to rasa say to reason. You know, we're not conversing per se. We're not always at each other, but we sit down and we reason. And I think that now with music, with culture, and time, our minds, our intergenerational minds, have to sit and reason with each other so that we can put the facts together. We can go home and meditate on, Hey, if I love her, if I love him, what can I do to make sure that I help them get what they need? But I think you skipped a
1: step. I do. I think you skipped a step because we haven't learned to love ourselves first. It's a process. It's a process, and like you, I just gotta emphasize process. that more than anything. You know, the the self actual, yes. the self actualization is yes. first. Yes. So you have to be okay with who you are. You have to pour into yourself first, and I don't mean bubble baths and bonbons. Like you really gotta do some work and understand yourself and what makes you tick and why you react like that and why things trigger you and all of that stuff. And you got to heal that. And then you can go out and start pouring into other people. And that's
2: why it's so important to have minds, hearts and spirits around you that want to pray for you and not Mm -hmm. pray on you. Mm -hmm. Because usually that takes place in a conducive environment. And that is why we need a peer group that's becoming more conscious, more loving, more aspirational towards black redemption unashamedly.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen.
2: We have to be committed for, to our redemption. And, and 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 all of that also is needed because we have to be able to see ourselves directly as we are in the image of God. Mm. If we can't look in the mirror and think about the creator, we got to keep resetting this mm-hmm. thing. We have to be able to see ourselves mm-hmm. in the image of God and we must reverse it. We have to see God in our image.
0: Mm. That's a, a good segue into um, our last question that we like to ask all of our guests. And, um, and, and that is what does being black mean to you?
2: Knowing self potential challenges and expanding it. Knowing self. Knowing our potentials, even knowing the challenges, but expanding it, we we have the power to create because out of the blackness comes everything, and everything. If you know any history of any country that has any spice to it, it's because we added it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> absolutely. That's a big fact. Absolutely. They, big thank you, Rash Jomo, the urban folklore legend. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> now nah, I mean just you know just having conversations with you uh it's, it's always an, an enlightening conversation brother you know so we appreciate you um you know and thank you for all that you do um not just in the community but just for black people bro you know because you are uh you know they they throw around this term unapologetically black often but I, that's 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 you bro that's you
2: I'm 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 very excited about the generation and the generations behind me. So watching you all makes me have to stand the race. I don't have to be first, but I gotta stand the race just in case I gotta hand up a time to your
1: generation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We need it. So to.
2: so what happens is that there's a there's a self fueling energy that comes from loving each other, and and we recognize our place with each other. We recognize the divine power that takes place when we love each other and we're looking out for each other. Mm-hmm. We become the collective mothers, fathers, cousins, aunts to each other. We could do that. It happens in trauma. You watch it. We do some supernatural stuff under stress.
1: Love, I say, and I, this is my thing, love is the purest form of energy. It's the, it's the form of energy that humans receive the easiest and you feel it when you get a toxic energy your body reacts to it so anyways that love is what's going to keep our community strong and it all starts from the self
0: build it build it build it
1: thank you rosh jomo yeah
0: so if people wanted to connect with you things that you have going on in the community social media like what's the best ways for people to connect with you bro
2: Facebook, Ross Jomo, I'm a generation ahead. There's so many, I'm not following them all. But if you get there, you'll see the other ones. Every Sunday, I'm on um, Project Access to Africa, which is our radio show, international show. Every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. all around the world, you can hear us, www.power965radio.com. We're broadcasting, the world
0: is listening. Super dope, Brian. Thank you. Thank you so much again for this. Thank you. Really appreciate this thank conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, your tour has always been real. I love when we have uh, this enlightening conversation. Enlightening
1: conversation. Yeah. You know I like to get heady sometimes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, so we definitely appreciate you. And, you know, thank you guys for listening uh, and tuning in to another episode of the podcast. Make sure that you follow us on all of the major streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Anywhere you'd like to listen to podcasts, we are there, so make sure you're tuning in. You can also follow us uh, online, um, Instagram at B Suite Podcast, uh, Facebook at the B Suite Podcast, and also on our website thebsweetpodcast.com dot com. So, so again, thank you guys. Appreciate you guys Thanks, always tuning Jamil. in. Of course, thank you. It's always good to see you, and uh, looking forward to the next conversation.
1: Peace. All right, y'all.